no more giving so, you chances now, silly picks. Yeah. <laughs> so picking Adams last week gained me quite a few points. Seven point from Adams, lovely finish this week. I've got a nine point nine percent owned. My pick Saka first. All right. My pick is Bakaya Saka at home to Watford. <laughs> <laughs> it's my pick first. I'm afraid. Good afternoon, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to FPL Apprentice Season 2, Episode 14. Chris, would you like to say hello? Yeah, hello everyone. Well, welcome to Episode number 14 of the season, and a warm uh, a warm start to our review of from last game week as well, because yet again, we're moving up something. Yeah, another green arrow, um, mainly thanks to Jimenez. On the last uh, last day, and the man we were going to sell, when we stuck faith with Rafinha as well, pulling up the nine points. Everyone else blanked, apart from well, Rudiger and Liv Morento as well, the legend, and then obviously the the Salah captain. But that doesn't really count because everyone captain Salah. But yeah, I mean, fifty one points. I think it was another hundred k green hour, was it? One hundred and fifty k. Yeah, so we Something moved like up from seven thirty k to six hundred k, pretty much exactly. So quite a nice, satisfying little jump there. And our team has overtaken my team now by about seven points, I think it is. So that rivalry is still there. I'm, 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 you know, it's pushing me on for my own team. But yeah, another thing to note is our team value has been rising quite a lot in the last few game weeks. We've gained 1.2 mil in the last three game weeks, which is nice. Uh, I think we've hopped on some good players like Jimenez. We've, we hopped on him at the perfect time and he really rewarded us this week. Um, but yeah, decently, I think it was a really mature decision in the end to keep Rafinha and not getting Madison. Madison was close to scoring, but I think it was always more sensible to keep Rafinha. So I, I, it's quite satisfying that we kept him there because that's a seven-point swing. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, how, did you get a red arrow this week? Yeah, I moved down to 730k, but it's pretty much a grey arrow, so I wasn't too displeased. I've got the wild card in my back pocket as well, and I'm sure when I do come to wildcard in a couple of game weeks' time, probably looking about game week 15, 16, then uh, I'm sure it will be the main feature of our pod. So that'll be interesting around early Christmas time. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, looking at the schedule over then, some game weeks coming thick and fast, but it would be good to get a, a wildcard pod, just a separate wildcard pod out. Maybe on maybe on the, maybe on the an hour before the deadline or something. I don't know, but we'll definitely have something out for that. Um, well, well I got... look, Tom, the the pod's been tra- transforming in the last year or so, and you never know, a live stream could be coming up. <laughs> maybe, yeah, possibly. It's definitely a uh, possibility. Something we'll have to look into. Um, but yeah, I mean, I got another green arrow inside the top two mil now, so I'm. Been going up from four and a half nil, so I was happy. But I benched Gallagher of thirteen points. So if I'd played him, I would have been on a, would have been up to nearly just outside one mil. So a bit frustrating, but I'm glad to see I'm getting the green arrows, and I'll be uh, catching up with our team and you um, anytime soon. To be honest, so I'm quite happy as well. Yeah, I think you made some very big uh, upward bounds, some very good forward steps since your wild card, and that's great to see. We want we want to see you coming close to our joint team as well, Tom. So that's good. But I think 
we were also wildcard at a similar time, quite early on in the season. And pre-pod, we were discussing transfers and it's starting to get more difficult now uh, with, with the likes of, we will talk about them very soon, Spurs with the Conte takeover. That's going to be very interesting. Um, and the premiums there, Son and Kane. We already have Son in our team, which is brilliant, I think. Um, but Kane's there. Ronaldo's on absolute fire, scoring some brilliant goals in all competitions. Lukaku's coming back with Chelsea, having a good run of fixtures. So it looks like the money's going to be in the attack as well as obviously you're not going to get rid of Salah at this point. But there looks like a lot of money's going to attack and our team is not exactly in the best position to accommodate those premium strikers at the moment. So we're in quite a tough position um, planning transfers moving forward. But I think you're also in quite a good position, aren't you, with, with, with owning Kane? And Vardy, two premium strikers. Yeah, all my my money lies in the attack at the moment. So yeah, I'm in a fine position. Just got to get the little rats like Gray and Saar out my team. So I uh, said they're getting on my nerves. Um, but, yeah, no, I've got I'm in a good position really to get anyone in. So I think I'm I'm happy where my team is. On the topic of premium strikers, Tom, uh, I'm sure you'll be very pleased now to own Kane with the news that Nuno has been sacked. Now, I did see your your, your Snapchat story, Tom, where you go, oh, absolutely, you are clearly buzzing that Nuno had been sacked. So having Kane with this Conte revival, you must you must be really pleased on an FPL perspective as well as a uh, Spurs fan perspective. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Nuno's sack was the best, best news for me I've had in a while. It's quite happy. Um, and I've read some stuff as well about how what's Conte said about Kane in the past as well. And Kane says he now doesn't want to leave Spurs. Um, and I mean, Conte's a winner, so I think he'll get Kane playing. And by the sounds of it, it's going to be a 3-5-2. So if that's Kane and Son up top as the two strikers, that's going to be ridiculously good. But yeah, I mean, Kane's sitting at what, like 5% own, I think. Let me have a look. 6.5% own. And he's at 12.1. So he's bloody hard to get to, as we were just saying. So um, yeah, from an FPL point of view, I'm very happy to, to be owning him. And I don't like as we said, I think last week or the week before, Salah definitely isn't a permanent captain, and um, I'm sure I'll be sipping the armband on Kane very, very soon. At some yeah, point. I think you will be. Um, now I was looking at some of the stats for Inter Milan's um, dynamic duo up front, Martinez and Lukaku, for last season, and both of them got ten assists. Martinez got seventeen goals. Lukaku got twenty-four. Lukaku had pens. So both of those two strikers scored a lot of goals and would have got a lot of FPL points. So I think if Son and Kane play up front, you know, we could be seeing huge hauls from them, especially with these with these games coming up. But how do you think the Spurs team's gonna play? Um, how do you think it's gonna react to Conte's um appointment as manager? Because he hasn't got a preseason. He's he's basically going straight into a game against Everton. He's got an international break to set out his tactics but he's not going to have the pre-season that he's used to at his previous clubs um, so how do you think do you think Spurs will react well to him just because of the manager bounce or do you think because he's so tactics based that it might take a while for them to get going even with the fixtures I think there'll be a massive buzz I mean there'll be some players that don't like it probably like Ali and them but they'll be out in January I think um, if I was Conte I'd be banning any of my players from leaving over international break and keeping the two weeks but I don't think he'll get away with that obviously Kane England captain as a few other players but no it should definitely make a difference I mean 
you can't expect Spurs to start keeping six clean sheets or something because they've still got the same players, just different manager. But they'll definitely keep a few more clean sheets, get a few more wins. But there should be a big buzz because it's like being at work, starting the season and getting like a, a B, B-Tech crappy manager come in that you know. But when you, when, you, um, when you see him come in, you just know that like, he's not he's not good. He's nowhere near as good as he should be and he's not really going to be taking you far. So you, you, your expectations go lower and maybe your mind's off it a bit as well. Maybe that's what's going on with Kane and Son. But then one, once Conte comes in, who's a winner, proven winner, that's a massive step up from Nuno. So that should motivate the players mentally and physically. And there'll be a few players that he'll take under his wing and that will come back in the team and start playing well I think yeah uh, and who do you think those players will be across the team Tom apart from Son and Kane um, probably the wing backs I think Regulon Regulon will start getting back to his his good self um, I'm not sure about the midfield I've, I think there'll be a lot of signings in the midfield sounds like Hoiberg's not too keen on him which is good but I'm sure once he starts playing, he'll like him. Um, I think Ali will be out of the team, but someone like Ndombele or La Celso up until January could could um, get things flowing because obviously if you're playing 3-5-2, no, 5-3-2, sorry, you'll have someone in that three in midfield that's got to be a bit more attacking. Um, so maybe a maybe an Ali, um, not an Ali, sorry, an Ndombele or La Celso. I don't have a clue who's going to play right wing back, to be honest. But whoever does, I think, again, will be another good option. Um, and he'll like Romero as well. Um, obviously, he came from the Serie A. So I think he'll like him as well. But it should just boost the team. But I'm not sure what's going to happen to the likes of Mora and Bergwijn because they can't play in that formation. So unless you, unless we see someone like Mora right wing back or Bergwijn, but I'm, I'm, not too, I'm not convinced with that. But yeah, I'm not sure on them. But again, I think for Spurs, it's a watch this week, have a couple of transfers over the international break and then hop on them if they look good at Everton. But do remember that the likes of Dyer will probably still be playing. So we can easily concede. Yeah. I think you said there, Conte's going to give them a boost. Spurs definitely need a boost. They have not been good at all under Nuno. Um, but a team that has been... Uh, has boosted its performance of late is Arsenal. Now, they kicked off the game for game 10 and put in, a, I thought, a very, very solid performance away at Leicester. And Aaron Ramsdale already had the game of his life, would you say, Tom? Yeah, he had a, the game of his life. I, I don't think that'll happen again. It was a one-off one-off performance. Um, I mean, I'm sure he'll make, he'll have another few games where he keeps a clean sheet and makes a few saves. But, yeah, he was, he was good, but... Leicester made Arsenal look really good. I mean, they 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 did well to be fair, but we saw second half there was all Leicester. But I think Arteta has got Arsenal set up quite well, and they're playing some nice football. Um, but Leicester were just poor, and obviously we saw the formation switch as well for Leicester. The likes of Barnes coming back as well, he looked good. But I, I think Arsenal were definitely a team to monitor slash possibly invest in. Yep, I agree with you there. Um, and that, that will be reflected on on my watch list certainly later in the episode. Uh, I, I was really impressed by the way they're playing. They're playing a 4-4-2, um, and Saka and Smith-Rowe on the wings looking solid. Just in, in, in general, the team seems to have found its flow. I think Leicester were terrible in the first half. The formation, just it just didn't work uh, to play against Arsenal. Uh, and to, 
to be fair to Brendan Rodgers, he changed the system second half, went to four at the back, Barnes came on, as you mentioned, Tom, he looked very threatening. And I think was unlucky not to get a goal. I think Ramsdale prevented him from scoring about 70 minutes into the game uh, with a good save. But um, it, it was a good reaction from Rodgers to change the four at the back. But just even when they did, they, they created some chances. But Arsenal, I think they still look pretty solid. And with Ramsdale looking very, very confident, not just on the ball, but off the ball, he's, he's giving it all to the crowd. You know, he looks like he's full of confidence, making some big saves. Um, eight saves in that match, which is very impressive. So I think Arsenal are definitely a team to invest in. They've won a lot of games now in the last month or so. And they're full of confidence. And that's what you want in a, in a team that you're investing in. Got good fixtures coming up as well. So very impressive from Arsenal. What, what happens with Vardy though, Tom? Blanks for the second time in a row. It's a yellow card as well, just for good measure. And he has less leads away next game before Chelsea at home after the international break. And obviously we're seeing Lukaku, Kane, Ronaldo possibly come in options in the next few weeks. So what happens with Vardy? What are you doing with um, as well? I'd, I'd, uh, I'm definitely keeping him for leads. Now my plan was to hold him through those fixtures, but obviously... It's a good way to get to someone like Son or something like that. So I would not be selling him this week, but I'd be thinking about over the international break. And like you said, there's lots of options you can go to. And I've made a lot of money out of Vardy as well. I think he's 10.8 now. Um, but I'll probably be shifting him to someone, to cheaper striker, which would give me the money for Son um, over the international break, maybe. But that's why I want two free transfers because it gives you time to think and assess. Um, but I don't think what he does this week at Leeds will affect me. Even if he scores a hat-trick, I'd probably sell him. But if, if he blanks, he'll definitely go. Um, but it is lead, so I expect him to score. Um, but yeah, I think it's the perfect player to have the shift on to a, a son or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, OK. Uh, moving on to the next game then. Burnley versus Brentford. Now, Tom, a man you called out on the pod a few weeks ago, and I, I, I did ridicule you, has gone on to get... Uh, two assists and a goal in this last two games. Matt Lowton. Now, I think he was a bit fortunate with his second goal because it was poor defensive communication, but he, he, he's got three attacking returns in his last two games. So, Burnley looking a bit better now. As you said, they would. Yep. I know. Um, got good fixtures as well after the Chelsea game. They always, they always seem to start off quite slow. Obviously, Wood as well, another player that I mentioned on the pod. Um, and... Um, Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. But, yeah, I mean, he didn't get, keep the clean sheet. But looking good attacking-wise. And I think once they do start keeping the clean sheet, so will definitely be a good team to invest in. Sitting at 4.4 as well. So he's the perfect defender if you need money. But, yeah, I mean, we, we Raya was injured. We said we don't know what impact that would have. We thought it would have a bad impact. But I did not expect Burnley to score three. Um, but, yeah, good to see um, Matt Lowton, who... Uh, Obviously, I owned him last year for the 15-pointer against Palace. And when they scored three, funny enough as well. Then. But yeah, no, good to see from Burnley. I was pleased to see them get their first home win since January of last year. But yeah, hopefully this is the, the start for them to start moving forward. Yeah. Now, no one predicted a Burnley win in this game, Tom. But they won quite convincingly 3-1. I think Ayer was missing, Rea was missing and Boomer was missing. Three quite important players in that team. And I think a lot of a lot of the teams that get promoted from the championship generally have quite a thin squad. They've got quality players in the starting eleven, but apart from that, they don't generally have the best subs to bring on. Uh, and I think that was felt by Brentford in this game. But is it concerning 
being an Mbuma owner, if you own Tony as well, is is this just a one-off anomaly, or or is this something to that might continue moving forward for Brentford? Well, I mean, I don't own Mbuma. I don't own any Brentford players. Obviously, we haven't we haven't in our team. Um, I don't know if it's. I wouldn't. I don't know. It's hard because they've got Norwich this week, and I think if you were planning to bring in Tony or someone like, or a Brentford player, I'd say you should probably stick to the plan as I think it was a one-off game. But obviously when they've got players missing, that is always going to make a difference. And Bremo should come back in this week because I don't think force is very good. And um, they 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 missed the Tony and um, in Bremo link-up. But I'm not sure. I'm not as convinced of Brentford now. I was close to bringing in their defence. Luckily, I went with Chua. Um But they're not a team I'd be... Um, hopping on now personally um, I, I do think I love Brentford obviously um, I've enjoyed watching them this season but I, I do think they were overhyped and I think I said it on the pod as well like when you were trying to put a f- two or three of their players on the watch list a couple of weeks ago that they are a promoted team um, and that I don't, they're not all of a sudden going to win loads of games by 2 or 3-0 and you'd expect them to beat Norwich and I mean they've got a few other good fixtures but it is a bit I would I don't know if I'd be worried if I if I had Tony and Imbuemo. I I'd definitely be keeping them. Like you don't sell them this week, that's for sure. You keep them for this week. You keep them for Newcastle, but then you'd reassess. But yeah, I, I know some people probably do have the triple up, so I would be a bit worried. But I don't know what I'd do bringing in Tony. I think if it was my long term plan, I would just bring him in. But I think you can't assess a team off one game. But then, like you said, they've got injuries, and some of them are long term, so it could be a bit worrying for them. It's the main concern, yeah. It's, it's those injuries. They're going to impact upon the team. Um, but at the same time, on, on last week's pod, Tom, you mentioned that in the next seven games for Brentford, they play, I can't remember the exact stat, but they play a lot of teams with some very poor expected goals against. Um, the whole, they play the whole of the bottom 10 for expected goals. So they're, they're playing the teams that are leaky defensively. And I think even if they're not at their best, they should score. Due to the due to those reasons, so I still think they're they're a decent option. Tony is probably, I would say, the best deep striker in the game. Um, and Abumo, he, he's he's five point five million, you know, or five point six million. He's very cheap, and I think with the fixtures you've got him, you definitely hold. I wouldn't be against bringing them in either. What Abumo over Smith Rowe? You'd bring in Abumo over. I wouldn't Smith-Rose. be against it if you had Smith Rowe on your team. I'd still consider bringing in Abumo. No, as in you'd bring, if you had neither of them and you're getting in a 5.5, 5.6 midfielder, you'd bring Imbuemo in over Smith-Rowe. Uh, Smith-Rowe. Yeah. 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 So, obviously, he's, he's a he's good pick there, but if you don't have Smith-Rowe, you sort of, you'd say that he's a better long-term pick, even though he's got a lot worse fixtures. I would. I don't think Smith-Rowe's fixtures are that bad, but I'd. I think Arsenal full of confidence, as I mentioned, and Smith Rowe especially is full of confidence playing well. I would personally prefer Smith Rowe, but I know others prefer Mbumo. So look, I think they're very good options at their price. I hope you've got that five quid ready, Chris, for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Tom. Moving on to the next game Liverpool versus Bryant. What are your thoughts on this one, Tom? Uh, yeah, I mean, 2 2. Liverpool, from what I've heard, Liverpool were all over Brighton first half. Um, Mane obviously got a third disallowed goal as it came off his arm. And it sounds like the second half was completely different. Um, 
And Brighton scored three. Obviously got one disallowed as well. So, I mean, Brighton are a good team. I didn't expect them to score two. But I did think Liverpool wouldn't smash them, Sash. And that's why if there was a better captain option, I would have been considered from Salah. But he's so he's so good at the moment that you couldn't really go away from him. But, I mean, it's a bit worrying, like, like we were saying, seeing Liverpool concede two to Brighton because they're not the best attacking-wise. But it's an interesting... Um, I was listening to some Brighton fans talk and they're like, they think they played better last season than they are this season. But this season, the goals are actually going in because obviously they had ridiculous expected goals last season. They just couldn't put them away. So that's the difference between this season and last season. I mean, scoring two against Liverpool, getting the draw is a massive result. Um, But yeah, I don't really know what to take from that. I mean, Salah didn't score, but I don't think that really matters. It wouldn't worry me with Salah missing the game from scoring, to be honest. I think in the first half, Liverpool was solid. Salah got the assist for, for Henderson's great finish. Mane got the goal. And Mane's been quietly going about his business this season, Tom. I think he's got six goals in, in nine starts or something like that. So, you know, he's performing well. He's getting goals, but he's just not explosive uh, enough to be considered an option, I'd say, especially with the premium strikers looking like they're going to come into the forefront of our thinking within the next few weeks. So I don't think Mane's an option for FPL. But he is playing well. Um, not explosive enough to be considered uh, as a midfielder option on FPL that I would personally say. What would you say, Tom? Um, yeah, I, I don't mind him as an option. Uh, only blanked twice in nine games. Um, but yeah, that's the only problem. You've got these other options like Kane and Son um, as well. But I wouldn't say no to him as a differential, to be honest. I don't think he's the worst pick. Even though he got picked against United last week. Yeah, I don't think he's the worst pick. I mean, we saw, we, we knew, we know that Liverpool's attack can get benched. We saw Salah even get benched last last year. Or was it this? Did he get, has he been benched once this season yet? Not Salah. No, not yet. No. We know that the attack will get rotated. So I still think he's a, he's a, he's a decent pick. If you had him, I wouldn't be selling him to those 4% that own him. <laughs> All right, um, I think we should move on to the City game, Tom. Now, this, this really shocked me when I saw the result of this game. And your man, Corner Gallagher, gets a goal and assist. Yeah, I mean, I benched him. I um, I wasn't expecting them to, Palace to win, let alone to nil and score two. Um, I think, obviously, Laporte got sent off. That changed the game, but Palace were 1-0 up at the time. It sounded like Zaha wound up the whole City team. Um, I think it's just a one-off for, for City. Obviously, they lost in the Cup as well, but I think it's just a one-off. They'll be fine. Um, but obviously, Jesus scored a disallowed goal as well. So, if that goal counted, it would have been a different game. But, I mean, fair play to Palace. Really good result for them. What do you think happens with City's defence moving forward? Because Laporte, who's been a cornerstone of that defence so far this season has now got a red card and is out for three games so he expects Stones to come in how is that going to affect City's defence do you reckon um, yeah well Laporte's out for two games um, but I think yeah well yeah Stones is going to come in obviously um, and I think he, if he puts in a good performance in the derby and then again puts in a good performance against Everton, and I think that's is his place to lose. I think he comes back in favour now. Laporte won't come back in unless Stones is crap, 
So as long as Stones plays well, and then it'll be Stones and Diaz until Stones slips up. I mean, like Laporte will play the odd game, obviously, but until Stones does a Laporte get sent off or has a horrible game, then I think now it's Stones' place to lose. And do you think Man City will be better off for it or not? Um, maybe. I mean, Diaz and Stones partner partnership well last year. I don't think it'll make too much difference, to be honest. I know Laporte can be a bit sloppy, but so can Stones. So, no, I don't think it'll make much difference, to be honest. Okay. Right, one defence that is on top of the world right now. Well, I say that. They've kept two clean sheets in a row. Chelsea uh, beating Newcastle 3-0. Very comfortable win by the looks of things. Yeah. I mean, James getting the brace as well. Um the defenders outscoring the attackers again, which is good to see. And Havertz getting an assist for those owners that captained him the week before. Um, nice six-pointer for them that got upset. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was expected of Chelsea to win this game comfortably. No Lukaku, no Werner, no Mount. But as Chua said in an interview, once the defenders to score and he was angry, he didn't score. And I was annoyed he didn't score. But, I mean, it's just what's expected from Chelsea now, really. Um, and we know how good their fullbacks are, their wingbacks are. So it's good to see a nice 21 points for those James owners. Who's the better wingback option? Chilwell. Because? Uh, I think he's more nailed. And I think that he's a. I think he's better attacking wise. Well, I was saying that obviously James' finishing looks good lately, but I think Chilwell is better attacking-wise. And also, um, James's competition is harder. Like, Asby's better than Alonso. And James can play right centre-back if needed as well. Um, I, have, I have a feeling that James James will play right centre-back against Leicester. Obviously, Tuchel did that a couple of times last season against Leicester. So, that Leicester game, I think he'll play right centre-back as well. Um, so, I would just go Chilwell. And they're, they're, there's only 0.2 difference as well. So I just think Chilwell's better, more nailed. I think it was James's week this week, uh, but next week it could easily be Chilwell's. I think Chilwell doesn't come on for one point. James, yeah, might. yeah. Uh, James could play right centre back in the games against harder opposition. That is, there is a chance of happening, especially with injuries over uh, over Christmas. You could easily see James being played as that in that right centre back role, uh, where he wouldn't have as much attacking threat. No, let's be clear. Um. I, I would also prefer Chilwell just about. I think it's really close. To have both of them is, I think, a really good option, to be honest. But I would just slightly prefer Chilwell. Um, I think I think they're pretty much going to be just as explosive as each other, just as going to get just as many points as each other. But there's not, there's not much between them. They're both incredibly good options, I think. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely, yeah. Great options. Okay. Um, moving on to the next game, Watford versus the Saints. Not too much to say on this one. Adam Armstrong getting a load of chances, but he just couldn't finish any one of them. Yeah, no. I mean, by the sounds of it, I was listening to it, I think, on BT, BT Sports score. He sounded like he missed a couple of sitters. Um, and obviously, your man, Che Adam, scoring as well. So, it'll be interesting what happens with the who comes back in with the attack. But yeah, no, good win for Southampton. Um, and Watford back to losing again which is good to see in a way as well yeah I think Onion Saar 
it's still a bit concerning. Oh, really yeah. In this game. But it's just Watford as a team. They don't look amazing going forward. Dennis will be back this week as well. So, is Saar going to get as much game time? I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, the fixtures, as we mentioned, aren't very good. So, being a Saar owner, I, I, he can't play that much, I don't think. I don't think Watford are playing well enough. And from a Saints perspective, good, solid win. Livermento getting a clean sheet again, Tom. Yep, I know. They're racking them up. Been impressed them. James will prowse back as well, which just only boosts the team. As well, they're, they're looking really good. I was worried they'd go down this season, but I think I think they're a good, solid team. Um, and Liv Morento, honestly, he's, he's been so good this season. He's been class. Um, um, Walker Peters playing, though, a bit more attacking than Liv Morento, it sounded like. But I think um, Liv Morento is still a good option. I just want to quickly check Walker Peters' price because Liv Morento is now uh, 4.4. So Walker Peters is 4.8. We don't know he's nailed yet either. I wouldn't be suggesting hopping on him at all. I was just checking if he was 4.5. But yeah, no, another clean sheet for Southampton. Like, they've really shocked me this year. I thought they'd be the whip boys defensively. Well, they didn't start off the season well defensively at all. But I think Ralph Hasselnut has definitely drilled them quite well. And they, they've, they've looked more solid in the last few weeks. They have not conceded very many goals. Got the clean sheet away at, at City. Let's not forget. And apart from the Chelsea game, they just haven't been conceding too many goals in general. Um, so, yeah, Livramento, class option. Uh, but we'll move on to the next game. And I think it was Tottenham's, Tottenham versus United. There's really not much to look into from a Tottenham perspective now that Nuno's been sacked. But I think the key thing from this game is Man United's change of formation. And that's important. I, I think Ronaldo looks great. Great play from Ronaldo. For his goal, Cavani and him linking up very nicely. Ronaldo's on incredible form, scoring two great goals in the Champions League last night as well. But I think the key for me was was Rashford. Tom again, he gets another goal. I, I really think he he'll be the man within a, a few weeks to, to hop on at nine point four now. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, that that formation is good, but I don't know if how often Rashford would start in that formation. Um, so I I wouldn't be hopping on him until he's nailed. To be honest, I know he can score off the bench, but I would just if you want if you're going to go for Rashford, then why don't you just go Yotta, who's two mil cheaper and has the same, who has probably more chance at starting at the moment. But if when Rashford does nail that position, then he's definitely a good option. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, Tottenham came out the winners because they sat the manager and got Conte. So I think it was a both teams won in that game really. <laughs> you could definitely say that to be fair I think there is a chance that um, Rashford plays in a three up front uh, in, again the easier games and Ra- Man United have a really long run of supposedly easier games uh, no no rating higher than three on the FDR for about 15 game weeks so um, yeah Man United and Rashford I think in that run I think they'll put together a, a similar streak to what they did in lockdown last year where they got like seven or eight wins on the trot. And I think Rashford could be could be the man. I think he's... he's I, I do think he'll be good. Scored in the Champions League against Atalanta a couple of weeks ago as well. I think he's quite confident. I think he'll be the man. Um, but we'll see We'll see how things develop. Yeah, no, definitely. Next game. All right, Norwich versus Leeds. Rafinha doing the business, Tom. Yeah, I was so happy when he scored. 
Um, it was good to see. I mean, he wasn't great. I thought on the Belladelli, whatever his name was, dealt quite well. I mean, the commentators were slating him, but I thought he did a good job. Rafinha is he's good, but he is a one-trick pony. Like, it's just getting on my nerves. Just cuts in on his left every time. So if you read that well, you can keep him quiet. But it was a really nice goal, well taken. I mean, Leeds were, were crap again. Um, that's a poor, that's an annoying loss for Nor- Norwich. They couldn't lose that game. An error from um, Tim Krul. But good, big win for Leeds. And Raf- yeah, Rafinha getting the nine points. And that's what all he needs to do is score a goal and he nearly gets you double digits. So, I mean, I was very happy with the nine points from Rafinha. Yeah, and another player who scored in that game was Rodrigo. Two goals in his <laughs> last two games. I did call him out earlier on yeah. in the season that it could be a decent option. And, Bamford looks like he'll be back after the international break. But Rodrigo, he's been doing all right. I think he's he's not on Rafinha's level, but he's doing he's doing a decent job. And he's leading the line on penalties. I don't think Leeds have the fixtures to hop on him, but I think at another point in the season, he could be a, a worthwhile investment. Maybe. I, you, you called him out too early. I was thinking about that in the game. I was like, oh, Chris Gordon. But you called him a few weeks too early, I think. But I don't know. I wouldn't be hopping on any other Leeds players until Leeds actually start putting in good performances, to be honest. So, he's not a bad pick, but like you said, Bamford's back soon. So, he's not going to be nailed. Um, but yeah, Leeds are crap. I wouldn't I wouldn't be hopping on Leeds at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. Fixtures aren't there either. So, I'd, I'd be hopping off Rafinha fairly soon unless you've got more, uh, more important fires to put out. Uh, next game, Villa versus West Ham. Massive win for West Ham, Tom, but Antonio blanked. Yeah, I was quite happy. I kept looking at the um, goal scorers and the assists thinking it's time for my weekend to be ruined and he just didn't score. Johnson's, Johnson's scoring as well, 3.9. I mean, it'd be interesting if he keeps his place, seven, six and eight points in his last three games. But, I mean, yeah, Villa, Villa aren't great either. Ings was ill, so he couldn't play. Um, but yeah, Good win for West Ham, and they've got loads of players scoring as well. Like, but their whole team's getting involved in goals. Um, no, no uh, return for Creswell though, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, no, lots of players in the West Ham team to note. Um, an impressive win for them, but yeah, there's something not right with Villa. And they could have had two red cards in one go. With that incident where where Quanta got sent off, they they don't look as good at the moment. They had a good spell where they beat Everton and Man United uh, two games on the trot, but you know Ming's getting benched. Like since when has that happened? I don't think he was injured. Yeah, no. strange. Um, so they're they're not invest worthy. I don't think Ings has also got an injury now. That's not great for them at all. I think Aston Villa. I've always said this season they don't have a a good run of fixtures, like a good long term run of fixtures at any real point. Uh, so unless they get on really good form, they're not worth investing. Definitely not worth investing in right now. From a West Ham perspective, though, Bowen's been looking really good recently. Uh, and he's been picking up quite a few uh, goals and assists, which he, which was lacking at the start of the season. He was looking all right at the start of the season, but it wasn't until game week seven where he got his goal. And since then, he's got uh, a goal and two assists in his last three games. So he's been on good form. And he's also playing slightly more advanced, getting more chances, especially more than Ben Rama. So... I think he's one to keep an eye on. I would have put him on the watch list if West Ham's fixtures for the next five weren't very good, but um, if they were good, sorry. 
because it is quite a long-term pick for the watch list. But I think he is an, he's a man to keep an eye on. I think he could be good over Christmas. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, that wraps it up, doesn't it? Wolves, Everton, Tom. You probably don't want to talk about this very much, though. No, not really. I mean, it was good to see him and Ezra linking up well. Um, but yeah, good good result for Wolves. Yeah, um, from an Everton perspective, you don't want to invest in them at the moment. They're not looking confident, and big key players missing: Ducore, Calvert Lewin, etc. Digne missed the game as well, so Everton are hard avoid. For now, Wolves, they're just, they're just ticking along, doing a decent job at the moment. So, not too much to say. If you've got Jimenez, I wouldn't get on the Wolves team. Would you, Tom? They've only got four good fixtures till it really turns. No, unless you need some money, possibly Juan. But as a eighth attacker, Juan, maybe. But no, yeah, I wouldn't be hopping on Wolves. But they do look good, to be fair. Yep. Yeah, I think Bruno Lag's done a good job so far. Because uh, we did, I, I remember at the start of the season, Tom. We both said, "Look, Wolves could be Wolves could be really struggling this season with a manager who only had one year's experience with the Benfica first team and all the rest of his coaching career he was in youth teams and things like that." So he's done a good job, to be fair to him. Uh, you gotta respect it. But that rounds us off for for the game at ten review, Tom. And what that means for our, for the prediction game table, Tom, you're currently sitting in the Instagram League, eleven points behind me is a lot considering you can't get three points in this league remember three points for a correct score one point for a correct result Tom you've got a lot of work to be to be doing there that's at least five game weeks worth of catching up with me putting in poor performances in the other leagues um, Tom you're on 51 I'm on 68 and guest Alfie Winter who gave our predictions for the guest last week had a storm in week two correct scores nine points compared to five for both of me and you Tom so he's best now on 68. We're tied. Me and the guests are tied. So that that is spicing things up nicely. And then obviously in a head-to-head, 51 for you, 68 for me. So a lot of work to be catching up on for you, Tom. Yep. Um, and uh, Alfie Winter will be on next week as well, which will be good. Good to hear his thoughts on that. He'll be happy having a, another big week. He was messaging me and he was quite happy. So, um, yeah, fair play to him. And it'll be good to have him on next week over the international break. Yeah, definitely. All right, moving on. Have a little look at the FPL Apprentice League. There's been a few changes in positions. A few people have uh, fallen out the top three. The leader is still never say never's Josh White with a awful game week, one of the worst in our league. <laughs> 36 points. Um, I can't remember what advice we gave him, but he obviously didn't take our advice last week. Um, uh, he did have Laporte come on off the bench, though, which is a bit unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I mean that's a that's a poor poor um week. So he's fallen out the top ten k now. Um, second place, this guy has been uh, floating around floating around the top for I think he was in it a few weeks ago. Anaba FPL sixty six points and he's now on six hundred ninety nine points. So he's four points behind Josh White and then our good friend Josh Kersley. It was it wasn't going to be long till he slipped into the top three, Chris. Um, Six hundred and ninety-seven points. So there, it's nice and close. And the um, the player that got the highest points this week in the league, Ripley's finest, Alfie MJ, seventy-one points. And I don't know if you've seen his team, but um, can you guess why he got seventy-one points? Cristiano. Yeah, he still has Ronaldo. I mean, a bit of Man United bias, but I'd say. 
Ronaldo is looking on good form, so he'll probably keep on scoring. So, I mean, fair play. A <sighs> bit lucky, really. He has Thiago Silva as well in his team. I mean, the man still has Ben Rama, but it's not bad. And I think if I still had Ronaldo now, I'd be quite happy because he looks on insane form. And we did, we did say this. We said that this is Ronaldo so he can score in any game. We just thought there was more upside in points. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll do what we did last week, Chris. We'll take a quick look at the top three and give them some more advice and hopefully they'll take it because some of them look like they're dropping down downhill again. Um, <laughs> so in Never Say Never's team, this, this is interesting. So obviously, no Spurs players. Okay. Sanchez, Cancelo, Trent, Chilwell, Laporte and Liv Morento. Okay, so a solid back line. Obviously, Laporte suspended. And then you've got Foden, Salah, Rafinha, Imbuemo, um, and then Tony, Vardy, and Antonio. So, I mean, really, you'd want to play the Cancelo, Trent, and Chilwell. You'd play Foden, Salah, Rafinha, and Imbuemo. And then you could just play Tony, Vardy, Antonio, wouldn't you say? No Spurs players, though. Would you just bench Laporte, or would you would you use a transfer now to hop, hop on a different defender? Maybe get James if, if they had the money. Well, Josh has got two free transfers, so I would definitely oh, go from Laporte to James and then keep two transfers for the international break. I think Shewell and James, I've said it quite a few times in the last few weeks, this it's such an explosive double up. If you can get to it, I think it's a great idea, to be honest. Um, you can. You can get to it. Can, I think it's worth it. Um, but his, team, his team's nicely set up. Only wildcarded a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's in a great position, 13k in the world. Um, I hope he continues how he is. I, I personally would just make the James switch and keep it how it is for this week with an eye to getting um, Son. Pro- I'd probably say Son for, for Foden in in a week's time if Son looks good. Yeah. Um, and this, uh, so the Anna, Anaba FPL, obviously, fell out fell out the top three. Um, he, he has a solid team, I think. I mean, he took a minus four last week. I think he brought in De Bruyne. Let me just check. No, he yeah, didn't. Sorry. So he's he's right. got De Bruyne and Lukaku. Now De Bruyne is not nailed, and Lukaku's oh, he's still got Lukaku. Lukaku's coming back, which is actually quite nice, I think. Uh, but he's got Matip that's not guaranteed to play at the moment. He's got Walker, which I'm still not convinced he's going to be nailed moving forward. Got benched against Burnley. Um, but the rest of his team is looking decent. I, I'd personally look at De Bruyne and want to get red. Uh, I'd look at going De Bruyne down to, to some. That's quite a simple move next week or maybe probably next week. I think De Bruyne might score this week, you know, but he's not nailed with Bernardo Silva and Gundogan. So I think De Bruyne has got to go to Son next week. And uh, I really like Lukaku, though. I think he's going to be good when he comes back. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting he's held him through this period. He must be, yeah, he must have a good feeling about him when he comes back. I mean, he's in a good position, but that's a lot of money to have on your bench each week, isn't it? Um, but it's obviously worked. But yeah, De Bruyne as well. It's, it's quite an quite an expensive three players there. And then thirdly, the uh, Kurs obviously had a cracking season last last year. Um, have you got his team up, Chris? Yeah. So he was mainly he was hauled up by Reese James's twenty-one pointer. Oh yeah. It? it was a good pick. It was always a good pick. He got him in on his wild card game week seven for game week eight. Reese James got one point away at Brentford. And things weren't looking great. But since then, he's got 34 points in two games. Um, and Josh has benefited a lot off of having James. Huge differential on 
and 21 points is absolutely massive at his rank. He's now moved up to 20k in the world. Ramsdale as, as well. I think now that Ray is injured, I think Ramsdale is the best 4.5 in the game. No, he's now moved up to 4.7, but most people on, on wildcard would have brought him in 4.5, 4.6. He's on great form himself and Arsenal playing well defensively. His whole team's looking solid. Uh, I wouldn't really look to change anything, to be honest. Uh, I'd probably w- wish to save the transfer, maybe bring in a, a Chilwell possibly, but that's that's kind of a bit sideways from Diaz or Cancelo, so I'd probably keep it how it is this week. His team's nicely set up, and I think he'll carry on pushing forward. Yeah, I think um, he told me he was save the transfer and then get Son in for, for Vardy and uh, over the international break. It's interesting though. Looks like he doubled up on the uh, wrong defence there. Shame he didn't do the James and Chilwell. But something that is quite interesting as well is a couple of weeks ago, obviously, like we were talking about, James is more nailed than Chilwell. He was talking about doing the James to Chilwell switch in a, in a week or two. But I don't think he'd be doing that, to be honest. James is on an insane form. So yeah. I wouldn't be doing that. So I don't think I don't think he'll be doing that. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, and would you say Salah captain for everyone this week? Is there anywhere else to go, or should we talk about that later when we come to our team? Let's talk about it later. All right. Okay, so um, I reckon we move on to the watch list now. Let's do it. Well, like I said uh, earlier in the pod, this player had me running around my room celebrating. <laughs> He's, he's, <laughs> he's Crystal Palace's talisman. After this City game, which is hence why he's on the watch list, he has Wolves, Burnley, Villa, Leeds, United, Everton, Southampton, Watford. So he's a perfect long-term pick to drop Antonio Till to. Um, and he's sort of his, like Burnley is his sort of type of game. Strength headers up against the defenders. Um, he, he had seven goal attempts in the box in the last game against Newcastle. He had five big chances. And we know what he's, he can do. He's an out, He's a proven Premier League goal scorer. Yeah. <laughs> he's the main man. He's the main man over Edouard. And I really think this guy has to go and watch this. <laughs> so, I mean, we had a, had a little look back there at the highlights from last week. We put Ben Teke on our watch list and he didn't play, um, which is quite funny. So, <laughs> their, their shows are great football knowledge. Um, I didn't expect him to get benched, but we did talk about he could get benched. Um, so I'll read up. There's a few players that need to go on our watch list, Chris, isn't there? Yeah, and there's a few that need to come off. Yeah, that's what I mean. A few players that need to go. Um, I mean, I think Benteke has to go now. No, he's not nailed. He lasted. That might be the shortest player that the last on the watch list <laughs> went. I, I did doubt it, but you really wanted him on there. Did uh, we come the list of the whole players though? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, Foden, Corne, Rashford, Benteke, Tony, Ianacho, and Daka. Um, so Benteke is gone already. Ianacho is going to have to go after getting hooked, and they might switch formation. Daka has to go after just not, just not playing. It's clearly, for a choice I now. So I think Fod- I'd say Foden goes as well for our team. The likelihood of us bringing in Foden is quite slim, uh, the way our team's set up. So, yeah, it's very slim. Um, what would you say about Tony? What are your thoughts on Tony? I think he's been on the watch list, so that we bring him in for this good run of fixtures. And this week, we either bring him in or we don't bring him in at all, I personally think. Yeah, so he goes. Because even if we do bring him in this week, we don't want him. So he can go. Yeah. 
Tony's gone. I'm sure he'll make an appearance. And I reckon we keep Corner and Rashford. What do you say? They're the last two. Yep. Yep. Corner and Rashford stay on there for now. Definitely. Corey, it's a very bare watch list. I think it's the barest it's been since we started it's this part. Up. Yeah. Would you like to uh, kick us off? Yeah. So I'm going to start us off in the defence now. A man you mentioned earlier, Tom, has taken Kufal's place at right back. And he is believed to be first spot currently. Uh, he has that spot if he carries on performing well. It's not guaranteed. I think in the long term, he's probably going to lose a spot. But he's 3.9 million. If it does look like Kufal gets another injury, uh, then we really need to, I think, get on this guy. Uh, yeah, comes about game week 14. He can play in sporadically from then onwards pretty much for the rest of the season. Um I think if Kufag does get an injury, this man, he's got to be in the team at 3.9 million. Shows shows goal for it. I think West Ham's defence will be half decent over Christmas as well. And we're going to need some money from somewhere to fund these premium strikers, which is another reason why he's on there. So I think we need to watch him closely. If it looks like he's got that spot nailed, I would personally say, get him in. I don't know. I mean, I don't know where your logic is that he's got it nailed from. Um, but... from David Moyes. When did he say that? I can't remember the exact quote, but it it was along the lines of Ben Johnson is is probably got that spot for the moment if he carries on performing well. I don't know. Sounds a bit if and buts, in my opinion. Um, uh, 3.9. I think he's the perfect player to come in for the team to find the premium strikers. No, not if he's not playing. Yeah, if he, of course, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if he's playing, yeah, obviously, but you, but I, I think Kufel comes back. I mean, we saw how good Kufel was last year. He's not going to be sitting on the bench. Um, well, let's see. That's uh, why he's on the watch list, so he can watch him. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I don't, I don't like that pick. To be honest. All right, let's see yours. Well, mine's Regulon, and now he is a watch list player. New manager coming in. Changing system, he's going to be playing wing back. We saw what happened with Alonso under Conte um, when he played wing back. I think he was, he may have been the, the highest or second highest scoring defender um, in FPL that season. It's ridiculously good. And especially if you're playing 5 3 2, you really need your fullbacks making the width out wide, putting in the balls. And we saw Regulon get a few assists last season, and we know he has good attacking potential. Um, and the Everton game is the perfect game to watch. I mean, we, we're pretty certain that he'll play because Davies can't play left wing back, that's for sure. So unless Bergwijn played there. But Everton's the perfect game to assess Spurs. We need to see how they're playing. He's he's around the Semedo price bracket and he has got so much attacking potential. So there's lots of pools in there for him in a great run of fixtures. Yeah, I think over Christmas, the fixtures are good and he'll get us through. He would get us through that nicely. What about Ben Davies then? He can't play left wing back. Are you sure? Yeah, he can't. He can't play wing back. He has no attacking threat at all. I mean, maybe he'll play the maybe he'll play the odd one game, but I, I'm certain that as long as Regulon starts this game, then he is nailed. There is and Davies is Davies will be out the club soon. He's he's deadwood at the moment. Playing, he'll play the Conference League games, but I can't. He can't play left wing back. His attacking threat is awful. Look, I like I like the pick. I do like the pick. Uh, the only thing is, is the price. He's 1.2 mil more than Ben Johnson and we're going to need to fund the premium striker summer. Uh, so where do you think those funds would come from if we got him regular? 
the attackers. We still don't have enough if we just do the attackers. Someone else has got to go. You just you drop Rafinha down to corner as well. And also, Son, we're not going to. Son's not going to stay all season either. And we don't even know what a, a premium attackers are going to be wanting either. And we're not bringing this player in. It's for the watch list. And if Regulon's getting a goal or an assist every one or two games, then screw the premium attackers. Think how many points James and Chiwell get from getting a goal or an assist. Bust a clean sheet. Yeah. No, I, don't, so, I like I like the pick. I like the pick. I think we should move on to the midfield and choose the best three at the end. Well, we're going to have to have a defender on there, so... All right, let's move on to the next. We can decide all at the end. I'll start us off for the midfielder. So, actually, I'll start us off with the second defender that I chose. I've chosen two defenders and one midfielder. Now, this is, again, it's a similar pick to Johnson. Very cheap defender. Nuno Tavares playing at left-back for Arsenal. This all depends on Tierney. But he has been he has been looking good when he's played in the last two games. Look threatening confident in like the whole of the Arsenal team. If Tierney's fit, this guy is not worth it. But if Tierney's out and we know he gets he's very injury prone. If he's if he's out, then I think this guy is is again one to one to watch. Again it's ifs and buts and we don't and Tierney will be back soon. I mean I just I just don't really understand the pick again. Like he's not first choice. And it's if Tierney's injured. I know he gets injured a lot, but you could basically say that about if any player gets injured and the second choice is going to play. If Robertson gets injured, let's put Costas on our on our thing because he was insane. I know, I know Tierney does have a high injury threat, but I mean, at the moment, yeah, he's injured, but he's 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 back this week or after international break. So I mean, once when he's back, he'll play. Tierney so again I, I don't know I'm not, I'm not sure I prefer a player that's first choice you want to hear my midfielder yeah alright this is an interesting one this player played at striker last game he was leading the line um, and we've had a pass with him over the last couple of seasons and he's playing in a as Pep would say a title challenging team um, it's Leonardo Trossard 6.4 mil and he's got some good fixtures. Newcastle, Villa, Leeds, West Ham, Southampton, Tottenham, Wolves, United, Brentford. So, I mean, it's a decent run over Christmas. And, um, I mean, if he keeps his place at striker, I don't know where Morpé was if he's just been dropped. I think he has just been dropped, to be honest. But I know Trossard has got a good finish on him when he's on form. Um, he scored last game as well. But it's just what, watching this game to see if he... Um, Stays at striker to see how he performs against Newcastle. And obviously, Rafinha might be someone we look to shift on. I know it only gets you 0.1, but I think if he's leading the line for Brighton, they're playing really well, then he's definitely a good pick. He's a decent pick if he's leading the line for Brighton, but he won't be leading the line for Brighton. I think Potter set them up exactly for that game so that they 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 reacted to Liverpool's formation and style of football. And I think playing Trossard up front um, was the best, but was one of the best ways to do that. I can't. I, I, he hasn't played at striker for any game in the rest of the season. I don't think it's going to continue either. Um, he's he's scored two goals this season, Tom. Two goals, um, and I'm I'm not convinced. He, he definitely goes back to the wing for me. Well, well, we have to see. I mean, he scored at Liverpool. 
Um, so I don't know why you change your. I don't know why you change it after a two-two at Liverpool. Because that, that's why that's why he's there to watch exactly all that game. So he's there to watch the the Newcastle game, and if he doesn't play at striking, then fair enough. But if he does, and in that Newcastle game, he's not playing up front. He's definitely not playing. You up don't. Front. Well, he's I mean, you don't know that. He's he's not a priority transfer. He's not going to get you loads of points. I don't think at all. You want Rafinha so, to go soon. Yeah, and again, we need money for the premium attackers. Well, we don't need. We don't. I don't know why we need premium attackers. Like, I don't know where this has come from. All of a sudden, we're going to need premiums. Lukaku, That's yeah, Lukaku has three quality premiums, and they're going to hit form soon. Well, Ronaldo's already. Well, you're, hit form. you're not really going off much logic of Lukaku hitting form because there's well, so Ronaldo's many. On we, form. Yeah, Ronaldo's, Ronaldo's on form, and Kane and Lukaku have got good fixtures coming up. And what? How are we going to get Kane in next week or the week after? Well, we certainly can't get him in if Trossard no. is coming in for Rafinha. No, we, we, it's, we can't get Kane in. I mean, you want Kane for the run. Like now, Kane's a move now or, ne- or the week after. And then it's just wait for Ronaldo. Really. Look, I and just again, we'll, we'll make it harder for us to bring in Rafinha. Yeah, but we're not, we're not, we're not going to be able to set up our team with like a, a two 5.5 midfielders and a 4.5 midfielder. I don't think. That's just so cheap in the midfield. All of a sudden, the, the value lies in the attackers. Even though, like like you said, players like Rashford that are 9.4 mil as well are coming in. And Rashford's more explosive. Well, not than Ronaldo, but Rashford's one of the most explosive players. I don't think I don't think Brighton are a high-scoring team. And I don't think Trossard is going to keep up much of a goal-scoring form, to be honest. Um I'll give my player now because I think this is a player who does fit our team quite nicely. As you said, two 5.5 millions might not be the best thing, but I think Smith Rowe is a man that we want to be bringing in on his form. Um, the reason why he's on the watch list is because this week it's probably not the smartest move to bring him in with Rafinha having a good game, but I think Rafinha's got to go soon. And the best man to bring to replace him, I think, is, is going to be Smith Rowe at 5.7. So we'd bring we realistically want to bring him in for the Liverpool game, yeah? We want to in bring way. him for the Newcastle game. No, because you because if Rafinha is going to miss that Liverpool game with Brazil, which is a high possibility, we bring him in for Liverpool. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that one hundred percent. Then we just bench him probably. I don't know. I don't mind Smith Rowe. He's probably better than my last player on the on the list. I mean. The only problem is with Smith Rowe is if Arsenal were consistent, um, and they have been good lately. So it's just them keeping up that consistency. I mean, he's got three goals this year, so I'd like to see him rack a few more goals. But you'd hope that it's he keeps up that. the consistency. I think you, you've got to look at Arsenal and the way they've been playing the last month or so, and it's been much improved. The whole system's improved. They're all playing with confidence, and I think they're a team that you want to invest in. They're all quite cheap options. Across the team, they're all quite cheap options. And Smith Rowe in particular, 5.6 mil. Uh, even with the fixtures, I think he ticks over nicely. I think he's nailed. He plays he plays 90 in most games. You know, only reg- only occasionally does he get subbed off, which is, again, a positive. Extra minutes means extra chance of goals. He's full of confidence. I think he he's one. he'll be a good, very good, cheap cut price option 
mid-term. And Arsenal's fixtures are decent as well. Mid-term. You saved yourself there well. Plays 90 all the time. 89 minutes last game. That was a good save from you there. Um, but I mean, yeah, no, no, I'm not saying he's a bad pick. I don't, I don't think he's bad. He's definitely better than Embremo anyway. So I don't know if this is his third, is this his third appearance on our watch list or something? But no, I, 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 he's definitely better than Trossard. Smith, bro, in my opinion. Um, now, my third player on the watch list. Now, I was going to put Kane on there, but then we look at our team, like you said, and it's not really possible to get Kane. So there's not really much point me putting Kane on the watch list, I don't think. Um, so I switched it to, I switched it to Adams. Now, we've said Southampton are good, and we know how good Adams is. Again, this is down to is Adams nailed, which again isn't certain. Um, and he is six point eight, which gives you a bit of money, but maybe not as cheap as we'd want to go from another striker. Um, but we know how good Adams is when he when he's playing, and Southampton are playing well. And they're not the worst fixtures over Christmas either. I mean, they're not the best, but they I think he'd tick over nicely. But again, we don't know if he's nailed. So I definitely prefer Smith Rowe over him. Yeah, so would I. I think Tony's a better option than, than Adams. He's nailed and he's he's definitely on penalties. So if we did want to go to that kind of price, we'd want to go to Tony. So I don't think Adams is the best option there. And he's not much of a decrease in price from one of our current uh, strikers all at seven in the mid sevens and Tony on eight so I don't think we gain much from going to him I don't think he's that explosive I think if we want to go down then we want to go to Tony or even cheaper so I don't think he's the best shout I think I think Smith Rowe should go on if Rafinha wasn't going to play this game or he was injured or something like that then I'd say bring in Smith Rowe this week but I think Rafinha's fixture is half decent I think Regulon should come in onto the watch list I think he's got good fixtures yeah, um, and then not Tavares. I'd probably Johnson. I'd say Johnson as well. Yeah. Yeah. Can't see us bringing in Johnson, but it's fine for the watchers. He'll be gone in. A, he'll be gone in a couple of weeks when um Kufal is back. Yeah, we'll see. We will. But he definitely won't be in our team. Um, differential. Well, last week I caught up with you, Tom. Can we have a quick? Update on the head-to-head for the differential. Um, I'm six points clear of you, 41-35. No more giving so, you chances now, you silly picks. Yeah. <laughs> so picking Adams last week gained me quite a few points, seven points from Adams' lovely finish. This week, I've got a 9.9% owned. My pick Saka first. At home to All right. My pick is Bakaya Saka at home to Watford. <laughs> <laughs> it's my pick first, I'm afraid. So you can have him then. I'll change my mind. Nah, I've got um. I might pick Harry Kane. I want to get him in the watch list before he can be used another time when it's not my pick first. And Conte's come in. Everton are so bad. Um. So I think and Kane sounds like he's he's looking forward to Conte. So I can see a few goals from him as well. And I don't need to be able to use him when he plays Norwich and whenever in a couple of weeks. So Kane's on there. And just to confirm, he's under ten ten percent now. Yeah, he's like 5.9. Yeah, I think that's a decent option. You're hoping for a reaction. If he performs well in this game, he's probably going to be over 10% by the time Leeds at home comes around. So, yeah, decent pick. You definitely didn't pick him away at Newcastle, did you, Tom? Nope. When was away at Newcastle? 
What week was that? Game week, what, eight? Yeah, I'd Foden. Like yeah, okay, that's fine. My pick, as I said, Bukayo Saka. I think Watford at home. Saka has got good... Arsenal have looked good from corners recently and Bukayo Saka takes all of them from one side of the pitch. So, I think, again, there's a chance for an assist. Watford haven't looked great. I think it's just a sensible decision now. Yeah, no, fair enough. I just want to check his um, price hasn't rose since the start of the pod. No, 9.9. You're just about in there. Maybe I'll bring him in my team get his price up but no no I don't I rate the pick I do rate the pick to be fair it's not a bad pick at all um yeah I'm glad you approved some yeah next time don't jump the gun yeah. well you'll get a, you'll get a point fine on the uh on the points <laughs> I'm making a new rule I'm making a new rule all right, all right. <laughs> I think that should be done at the start of the season Tom but what we can move on to now is our transfers for this week now as we mentioned at the start, it's been quite difficult to decide who's coming in this week. Uh, Rafinha is probably his last game week, especially if he doesn't play next week uh, due to international ridiculous business. But anyway, up front, the only player who could possibly go, because Jimenez and Wilson have got good fixtures and we want to keep them for those good fixtures, is Antonio. Uh, but is that a sensible move? I still think in the next two games... And then he's going to tick over. I think he just plays in a team that are on great form. He's he's confident as well. It's a risk getting rid of him, I'd say. Although I don't think he'll be that explosive, I think he'll tick over. So he's the only person that can go. But the reason why we don't think he should go is because, as we mentioned many times on this pod, the premium attackers are going to be wanted within a few weeks' time. I personally think, at least. Lukaku, Ronaldo by game in about five game weeks' time. And do we want to be making a transfer now that might prevent us from making that switch to a premium attacker? It doesn't seem to be the most sensible thing. And Antonio is going to tick along nicely. Whoever we bring in probably won't get that many more points than Antonio. So it's probably not the best idea to get rid of him. Um, so with the mid- midfield looking in decent condition, you look to the defence and we've got two free transfers. We want to use that one. And I think, an upgrade we can make is to either Rudiger or Semedo. And I think we've decided that we want to bring in Chilwell. For who, Tom? Uh, Rudiger. It would be Semedo. It would be for Semedo. But we don't have the money. So, yeah, for um, for, Semedo, uh, for Rudiger, sorry. Yeah, Chilwell for Rudiger. Yeah. It's one of those moves that, you know, it seems sideways, but I don't think it is. I think there there is quite a lot of upside in that move. And over the course of a few game weeks, I think Chilwell will reward you. And long term, I think he's going to be pretty much nailed all season. So Chilwell is coming in for us. That's the only change we'll make. So do you want to read out how our team will line up for this game? Tom? Yep. Um, we've got Saar in goal. Trent Diaz. Chilwell. Liv Marento. Salah, Son, Rafinha, Antonio, Jimenez, Wilson. Yes, that's how the team lines up at the moment, but we'll post our finalised team on Instagram. We've got a bit of a benching headache with Mbumo playing as well. Uh, so that's a decision that's got to be got to be made. But we'll post that on Instagram Friday night. Remember, it's Friday deadline this week, 6.30 uh, British time. So everyone get your teams in for that. Yeah. Did you like how I left out in Bremer there? Yeah, I think we did. I wasn't plan. I wasn't actually planning on it. When you asked me to read it out, I was going to include him, and then I thought last minute, I thought actually, 
I don't want this fraud in my starting lineup. So, uh, he won't so be afraid. He bags his 16 points. I'm afraid he had to go. Oh, yeah. And um, one thing we haven't done is given the update on Jesus and Embremo. 22 points for Jesus, 13 for Embremo. Yeah, and Jesus has been right, robbed. Jesus has been robbed lately. So you're a bit lucky there, Chris. But I do hope you've got your five already for, for a charity. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure, Tom. I think Boomer's got his best two fixtures coming up. Things will switch. Say that every week, but all right. We'll see, we'll see. Um, Any transfers you're making in your own team? I've got two free transfers on my own team. I'm looking at bringing in an Arsenal midfielder like Smith-Rowe or Saka, probably Smith-Rowe. And I'm looking to get Kane in next week as well, so I'm going to try and create the funds by bringing in Smith-Rowe. Yep. I'm saving the transfer, so I'll have two over the window. I'm not definitely captain in Salah this week, but I probably will. I'll see. Um, but yeah, nothing interesting there. So, as we go through the prediction game for this next week, we're going to go through games as they come on captaincy options other than Salah that could possibly be worth it. Most likely, no one's going to be captain anyone, anyone other than Salah, but I just want to go through them because I think there are a few games where there could be some there could be some hawks. Uh, so we'll start yep. off down at St Mary's. Yeah, no captaincy options this week in that game, other than Salah, in my opinion. Yep. Um, I agree with you there. What do you think the score will be? 1-0 Saints, I think. Low score on Friday night game. I won't be watching this game. Saints are on decent form right now. Aston Villa aren't. Saints are at home. I think it's set up for a, for a win for Southampton. 2-1 for me. Yeah, fair enough. Next game is an interesting one, Tom. It's the Manchester Derby. Playing at 12, played at 12.30 on Saturday morning, which is a little bit dead. But yeah. things happen sometimes. Uh, thanks, thanks, uh, thanks, TV. But anyway, what do you think, Tom? It's weird because BT normally have the half twelve game and they and then Sky have this one, so I don't know why they didn't just put it at half five. It's a bit of a weird one, to be honest. Um, I have no idea. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna back a one all. I I have no idea. Actually, actually no, 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 no. Two one City. I think there's no captaincy options in this one. I don't think this game will be that high score. No. If you want to punt on Ronaldo. Ronaldo things there maybe but I don't think it's the most sensible thing to do when you've got Salah playing but I've gone with 1-1 I think it'll be quite a low scoring game and Man City want to bounce back after I think Man City want to bounce back after the Palace game but I think Man United are going to give them quite a tough challenge so I've gone with the draw yeah All right. fair enough okay um, possible captaincy option in the third game of the game it's on some Boomer at home to Norwich. <laughs> All right, I thought you meant Pookie. Uh, no, no, I don't. I don't think so. Not in Bremer. You cannot. You cannot in captain him. Maybe Tony, but there is no way you can captain in Bremer. I'm sorry. I mean, you can go and captain him if you want in your own team, but I cannot put him down as a good captaincy option for this week. I just, <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. But I will back the Brentford to win two 0 I've backed Brentford to win 2 0 as well. I think I've just got this idea in my head of Boomer again, 16 points. Uh, and it's happening in one of these games coming up. You're going to uh, keep saying it until he does get 16 points. <laughs> he will just get won't 16 happen. points. Just won't happen. 
you'll be saying but, it till next bloody season. It's incredibly risky, and I, I don't know how many minutes he's going to get because he's just had a little knock last week. Tony got a goal and assist in the Carabao Cup against Championship opposition, i.e. Norwich quality, basically. So I think he could be on for a haul, but Brentford, off their performance last week, it's a bit of a risk. I, I'm not going to go there. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> okay. Next game, Chelsea versus Burnley. Now, for me, this is uh, another Chelsea win. I think Burnley could offer something in attacking, and I wouldn't be surprised if they bagged the goal, but I've gone for the 3-0 prediction. Yeah, 3-0. I think there is a few good captaincy options as well. I think I think this is Chilwell's game, to be honest. Back in this game. It's a captaincy. I think Chilwell or James could could be options. Uh is it worth it? They need to get an attack and return. They're playing so well and they seem so confident. Like that quote you brought up about Chilwell saying he wants the defenders to score more than the attackers. That that's a good sign that they're gonna keep on the score. So yeah. I think if you're feeling Maverick, you go for that. But I have got a sneaking suspicion Burnley gonna bag one in. Probably. Corner. Yeah, Come Chelsea stay at the top of the table, which they now lead by four points, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. And you wouldn't go for a chill captaincy unless you were feeling really maverick then, Tom? I don't know. No, I think it's a good option. I do think it's a good option. Okay. All right, next game, Palace versus Wolves. Nil-nil. I don't know why. I don't think it will be, but I can just, just feel it. a nil-nil. Yeah, I think it'd be low scoring. I've gone with 1-0 Palace. I think they're quite all by a clean sheet. Can't back against your famous Wolves. <laughs> famous from last year, yeah, Tom. Next game, Brighton versus Newcastle. I've gone with 2-0 to Brighton. Yep, 2-1 Brighton. Well, yeah, 2-1 Brighton. Yeah. Um, not too much to say there. I think Brighton will keep a lot of possession in this one. And I think Newcastle will not create many chances, but maybe maybe they back a goal. But Brighton to win this one for me. Next Wilson game, Arsenal only needs one goal. Watford. Only needs one chance. Yeah, I know. Arsenal versus Watford. Now I think this is the last <sighs> game where there's. No, it's not actually. It's not the last game where there could be. No. Uh, now, I'd say Saka and ESR, Emil Smith Rowe are captain's options in this game because Watford is not playing well and Arsenal are in great form. The only thing is, Arsenal don't... They scored three against Villa, but I don't know how explosive they're, they're, each of their players is going to be. I think, like Chelsea, the goals can be quite spread around that front three, front four. That, that is the only real concern. And I think that I've gone with a 3-0 win for Arsenal. Uh, but you need, you know, you need a, you want a goal and an assist at least. You want double-digit haul in this game. It's going to be hard to predict which one of them gets. So I think they're decent options though. Yeah. I mean the problem with Arsenal is once they go in front, they just they just set their formation and hold the ball well and then try and counter. I think Abamyang is a good captain shot as well. I'm yeah. probably gonna go two, I'm gonna go two nil Arsenal. I wouldn't be surprised if Watford nicked one though, but Arsenal do look good. Yeah. All right, and Everton Spurs some I think there's captaincy options in this game as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I think Kane's a good captaincy option this week. Possibly Son as well. I mean, I'm going to watch Spurs tomorrow in the Cup live. So, if he does play the full strength team and Kane and Son are up front, then that makes Son a good captaincy option as well. 
Yeah, I agree. But we'll have to see. Um, but I'm going to go 2-0 Spurs. Yeah, I've got my 2-0 as well. Everton just not looking very good at the moment. Uh, I, I think Son will bag in this game, definitely. Yeah, sure. All right, penultimate game, Leeds versus Leicester. What are you going for, Tom? I think there's captaincy options in this game for Leicester as well, to be honest. Um, I'm going to go 3-1 Leicester. I think Vardy, maybe Barnes, if he was playing. I certainly wouldn't risk captaining Barnes, Tom, I can't lie. No. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not, no, but Vardy. Vardy's a good. It'd be a nice send-off for Vardy to get a brace or something. Yeah, I think Vardy could be a decent option in this game, but Leeds' defence at home is generally, it hasn't been terrible. I mean, they conceded one to Norwich, but it was only a, a corner goal. So I feel like their back three now is like pretty much first choice, unless Cockle was back. So, yeah, I, I don't think Le- Leicester will get too many goals. I think three, they'd be lucky to get three. I've gone with 2 1. I think it'll be fairly low scoring. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, final game, Tom. West Ham versus Liverpool. What are you going for? 3 1, Liverpool. 2 1 for me. Yeah, and obviously Salah. Maybe Mane is an alternative, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't captain Mane over Salah. And neither would I. Now, that rounds off the prediction game. But what I would say, Tom, is you have only differed from me on two results two results so I don't know how you're going to, how you're aiming to gain ground on me well I mean I've gone first for some of those picks so maybe you're just blocking up my uh, <laughs> picks no I always write down my predictions before the pod Tom can't accuse me of that I don't know might need a photo of that on the Instagram to prove that that you've written them down pre-pod not sure about this you do like to cheat <laughs> Was it this season you missed out a whole round of predictions or something? You didn't put them on the uh, store or something? <laughs> was it last season? And you, you scummed me last season as well. Told me the first, you made up this game after the first game week and it lost me a lot of points as well. But yeah, no, no. no, 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 no. That's not how it was, Tom. That's not how it was. You know, that is how it was. <laughs> that is. And um, But yeah, maybe I'll start going a bit more maverick with my picks. But I mean, when there's this week's quite easy to predict in a way like this, it's quite obvious pick. So there's not really much you can really go different this week. So it'd be like back in Norwich to be Brentford. I'm not going to do that. But yeah, no, it's fine. I'm just trust the process, Chris. Got to trust the process, as our Arteta would say. Um, yeah, I mean, last uh, last game week before the. The final international break for a while, which would be nice. I mean, after this international break, it is non-stop FPL. Um, so it's going to be hectic. So we, I think we've got to enjoy this international break. Take a bit of time off. We will get two pods out, though. Winter, Alfie Winter should be on one. Um, and then I'm not sure if we'll have a guest on the other one, but we will have two pods out. Like Chris said, we'll post the team. I'll get predictions of someone, and Chris will put up predictions on Instagram on the polls. Make sure to check that out. Um, but yeah, no, it's been a it's been another good pod, Chris. Got for episode fourteen as well of season two. We're striving through them. Exactly, exactly. And I think I'll be gaining ground on the, on the differential league as well this week, Tom. So I'm excited for next week's pod as well with Alfie. Um, we'll, we'll have one or two over the international break, but it'll be great to have a guest on. We have promised some guests this season, 
uh, and Alfie, I think, is the first one. We want to get more on. Unfortunately, just timings haven't allowed it so far this year, but we will get them on over this year. So, yeah, look, another decent episode, Tom, and we'll move on to next week. Yeah, and just quickly, if you do have anyone that you think would be good for the pod, anyone, or if yourself, if you want to come on, message us on Instagram at FPL Prentices or email us at FPL Prentices123 at yahoo.com. Um, and uh, we'd be happy to have any of you on. So do do let us know. But yeah, no, I mean, best of luck for the weekend. Um, and until next week, see you later. See you next week, guys.